Welcome to the Lifestyle Investor Podcast. Imagine being able to earn passive income, build long-term wealth, while gaining total freedom from your business or job. That's what lifestyle investing is all about. I'm your host, Justin Donald, and in less than two years, my investments drove enough passive income for both my wife and me to quit our jobs. And now, I want to show you how to do the same. I want to teach you how to create wealth without creating a job. You'll learn the exact same investment strategies I use to multiply my net worth to over eight figures all before the age of 40. If you want to learn all about low-risk cash flow investing, achieve financial freedom, and live the life you truly desire, this podcast is going to show you exactly how to do it. Today, I'm speaking with Mike Koenigs. Mike is the CEO and founder of the Superpower Accelerator, a serial entrepreneur, VC, angel investor, podcaster, and 13-time best-selling author. He helps experts create competition-proof, category-of-one brands to help them achieve freedom, simplicity, and elegance in their lives. Mike's also the guy who helped me dream up and create the concept of the lifestyle investor. As someone who's had four business exits and a deep understanding for how to accelerate growth through the power of teamwork, his wisdom has been invaluable. In this conversation, we explore the strategies for building low-risk passive income streams. We also also dig into the wins and losses Mike's experienced throughout his own investing journey and how he's been able to break free from the daily grind to pursue a life that most people can only dream of living. During our discussion, we cover one, how to grow your business exponentially using the power of collaboration. Two, how to leverage low-risk owner finance deals with big returns. And three, how Mike uses freedom of time, money, relationships, and purpose as his guiding principles for living life on his terms. Thanks for listening, and without further delay, my conversation with Mike Koenigs. Well, hey, Mike, it is great to have you on uh, the podcast here. I've been really looking forward to this. In fact, you and I, we talked about this quite some time ago, so I, I think it's really fun that you know, you're one of the original people that, you know, had the desire and the idea uh, for me to really kind of have this platform. And uh, here we are, we get a chance to talk about it here today. So welcome. Thanks. Congratulations. Um, so proud of you and so happy. Um, you're doing so well with it. And I will just start out by saying uh, part of the reason why um, you've been so successful is because you're so disciplined, the same discipline you bring to the investing world, you bring to your platform as well. The fact that you got the book put together and written so fast, this uh, mastermind, your advisory, um, and all the investments you've been doing, I, I'm to say my mind is blown is an understatement. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. You know, it's nice when you have fun people to collaborate with. And and so, you know, when I when I think about this and I think about how much time you and I have spent just talking, I mean, talking at length on deals and uh, just the ability to communicate ideas and uh, just your creative juices, you've been such a huge support to me on so many levels. And so uh, it's just so wonderful that we can actually share some time here on this episode. Yeah, well, the feeling's mutual, and I know we'll get into it, and I'll talk about how how amazed I am with you, too. I mean, you've completely changed the way I think about investing in money, and I stopped 
uh, one behavior in particular that uh, um, was responsible for it wasn't so much losing money. It was not making money and not gaining the leverage that you really are great at. So I'm all yours. So take it away. Awesome. Well, I think it might be fun, you know, as much as I want to dive into that topic right now, I actually want to hold off because you and I, we, we met in kind of a, a really fun, unique circumstance, right? You know, we we're hanging out with a, a mutual friend, Brad Weimer, and we are at his mastermind. We are spending some time in Fiji together. Can't beat the location. Yeah, we never met each other before. We, we both share probably hundreds of mutual connections. So it's actually funny that we had never really met in person before. Yeah, it was divine timing for sure. And I think we just had that uh, immediate connection. And the more I listened to you, the more I got, I, I said, well, there, here's a guy who's got something special and an underutilized knowledge asset that I don't even think you fully saw the, the potential and possibility. And here you are, you know, it's less than a year later when we started working together. Maybe it's getting close to a year now. And what a evolution, what a breakthrough. It's, it's just unbelievable. Well, it's fun when you can team up with people that have different gifts, right? So I've learned so much from you. You've learned a lot from me. And it's just neat where not only can our networks help each other's network, but our knowledge, our wisdom, our, our expertise that has been, you know, years in the making has really been quite a benefit to each other. And I just think it's so fun to be able to share gifts that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we should probably give some of some of them away to our uh, audience today, shouldn't we? <laughs> I definitely think we should. Let, let's definitely do that. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting because, you know, when, when you take this concept of investing, it can be such a polarizing topic. It can also be a topic where people just feel really insecure because they don't know a lot. And it's almost like they disengage or never even engage in the first place because of just a lack of understanding or an ignorance. And it's not that tough if you find the right people to surround yourself with. And you're the master of that, surrounding yourself with the, you know, the who and, you know, the who helps with the how. That's right. Yeah. In fact, um, we should probably mention and reference uh, a great resource right off the bat, which is a book that my good friend, Dr. Ben Hardy wrote called Who Not How um, with Dan Sullivan. And it's a, it's about just that. And with the, the big idea is how powerful collaboration is. So if you take two people and you can create competition-free collaborative zones and uh, it's not so much leverage, but multiply each other's skill sets and talents. So I think of it, there's leverage and then there's a fulcrum. And a fulcrum is what gives you that extra travel, that extra distance. And, you know, you get two people together, combine the right mindset, the right ideas, and magic can happen so fast. And it's true alchemy as well. You know, you, you can turn lead into gold in, in a matter of uh, minutes. In your case, uh, being able to really, you know, when I met you, what I felt was you had this incredible gift that you had developed. It wasn't like someone just handed it to you. You worked hard studying every imaginable investor. And when I asked you, you know, do you have a book? Do you speak? Do you have a course? And you're like, no, but I'd like to. And I said, well, I think it's going to be your lucky week. And also what 
happened was is I, I always told you you're great clay because you're one of the most coachable people I've ever met, which of course is what anyone who's going to be coached in money needs to be. So you want to make sure that if you identify a good coach, that they're coachable and they have a history of investing in themselves and a history of implementation and also a hunger. And you certainly have all of those things. But what made you unique that I see, and I think it's part of my own skill set, is being able to identify raw talent, finding a good way to package that person. And in your case, I mean, we literally invented the term, the concept lifestyle investor in an afternoon. And I think that through my lens, uh, through an investing perspective, what you do that's unique is look through a series of filters, which is not just finding a good deal, but being able to combine multiple stacks of, uh, to get more of a return, whether it's negotiating a better deal and better terms, or what you call sidecar agreements, where there's another benefit, another benefit, another benefit. And the same is true in creating a platform with someone, in your case, raw talent, coachability, great skills, and then um, a topic that everyone should and does want to learn about, which is how do I make more money and, and build a passive income stream uh, with the least amount of risk? There isn't a better package than that, especially when you can and do fulfill and deliver on that promise. So I know this sounds like a big uh, worship Justin uh, moment, but uh, I think what I would like everyone to really know and understand is you're never too late to start investing. And if you're an investor, you've really got to stay open and have a beginner's brain because right out of nowhere, someone's going to come along with some ideas and some concepts that are subtly nuanced from the mainstream and being able to combine uh, strategies and knowledge, especially like in your case, you exposed yourself to hundreds of different authors and investors and then, you know, hybridize that. But it took your unique lens to be able to craft and create something new from that. And uh, that, I think, is the beauty of, of evolutionary thought and business and investing overall. So those are a lot of ideas, but I've been thinking about this for quite quite some time, especially after having worked with you for the past year or so. Yeah. And, and it's so neat because I've been a practitioner, you know, my whole career and I've coached some people periodically over the last decade. You know, there's no doubt about that. But, you know, really to, to take the, you know, all, all the how to's like, well, how do I do this? How do I do? How do I do all these things I haven't done? You've been great in terms of supporting me, making it fun, but it's like, oh, it's easy to get it done. Just surround yourself with the people that can help you do it. And you've been one of them and you've had a bunch of resources to others that have just been incredible to work with. And so, you know, whenever anyone says, you know, hey, Justin, you know, what, what's your greatest resource? I always tell them my greatest resource is my network. There, there's no doubt about that. And especially when I have people like you in my network, where I'd say you have one of the best networks of anyone I know, and, it, and it's fun combining them. You know, it's been a blast. Yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm really curious. You know, one of the things that I think would be really fun to get into uh, is kind of the evolution. Let's even just say from the start of us working together, what are some of the big takeaways that you've learned from the way that I invest and the way that I 
structure deals, the way that I even just look at it in general, I think that would be a, a good starting point. Yeah, that's a great question. I think one of them is you do look in unusual and non-obvious places. So one of the things that grabbed my attention the first time we spoke is I asked you a series of questions about investing. And finally, I said, well, give me an example of, of one of your best investments. I wanted to deconstruct how you think and see if there was a system or a process there. That's just the way I approach conversations and, and after creating information products and businesses out of ideas for the past 30 years, that's where I began. And I didn't have a, a, an agenda necessarily so much as I just wanted to understand. And it, it, from there, it evolved into, holy cow, I think you're sitting on an, uh, a beautiful little gold mine here. So the the first answer was, you had said, well, I'd been investing in mobile home parks. My first thought was, ugh, God, I just can't imagine. You know, I grew up next to a bad mobile home park, so I had a bad taste in my mouth. It wasn't like out here in San Diego where I drive through the mobile home parks and they're like, shoot, this this looks awesome. You know, um, some of them are sitting right on the ocean or in Mission Bay, for example. It's like, oh, my God, this is great. But you talked about what made them attractive and... I think one of the things that you did, and here's the example, is I said, okay, so um, how does one of these things work? And you talked about, well, they're very frequently owned by an individual. Uh, a lot of them, the, the people have reached a point they're close to retirement age, and this is their retirement. So they've got to find a way to get out of here. And then you subsequently talked about how the deals you're able to do is come up with a down payment and then a payment program where, where it was owner financed. And I was like, okay, that's great. Owner financing, low risk, something where your credit wouldn't get damaged. You know, you just lose the asset if you, if you couldn't pay for some reason. And because you're a different mind, you'd be able to go in and spot what could be some non-obvious upgrades that an owner who'd been there 20 or 30 years either never did or it never dawned on them. So you could do those right away. That'd be low cost, enabling you to immediately increase the prices and then create new opportunities inside that asset. So those are some of the rule sets, you know, creating new opportunities. How do you increase the price? How do you get owner financing? How do you keep it low risk? And once you've built some cash flow and increased the value, then you can go and refinance it and immediately pull some equity out, which you can go and do somewhere else. So that's a really, really interesting stack that I hadn't learned these things before. And to someone who's a an experienced investor might be, but then you would go out and find different assets to invest in that have a very different characteristic. Again, reducing or eliminating the risk, that extra money would enable you to get into a next level investment that might be a higher level commercial real estate opportunity or a software business or in your case, being able to do an orange theory, or, or, or. Again, you had so many unique and interesting things. And then, you know, just in conversation, I remember when, when, when we started collaborating and just imagining together, I said, well, 
Justin, and we, we talked a little bit about advising and coaching people, whether it be one-on-one or a group basis. And I said, well, you know, if you had a group together, that could give you even more leverage. If you had an investor who would do one-on-one with you where you could charge a lot of money for, um, that would give you access and enable you to, again, gain access to even bigger deals. Because if you've got a group environment, well, suddenly you've got 25 or 50 investors that you could pool together resources. So I think what, what really became interesting is where there were just multiple points of leverage not just in investing itself, but in building an ecosystem. And if you fast forward to now, uh, where you're building a platform with the podcast and the book, that's going to give you even greater access, even greater value, and you're building a legend for yourself. So I know I probably went off on way too many directions here, but I think that there's a lot of nuance. There's a lot of uh, power here uh, when people start seeing all the potential and possibilities. That's awesome. And and by the way, I love the tangents. You can take it wherever you want to take it. That's what's so fun about this. And you know, for for the the listeners, yeah, you know, we talked about this before we started recording, but I think it'd be, you know, great to share like Mike uh, literally just broke his collarbone on air with us right now fighting through some crazy pain and discomfort and I mean that right there as long as I don't move yeah, right. That right there is like a testament to who you are. And like, you didn't want to reschedule this because you've been looking forward to us, you know, collaborating. And so that that means the world to me. And, you know, I just think it's great that you're so on point and so purposeful with the people in your life and in your network. It's so cool. Well, you're important to me. And, uh, and, you, to use the classic line, the show must go on. So all I got to do is just not move. It's just a matter <laughs> of just pivoting. Just don't turn or twist that body. It is incredible how uh, fundamentally, I, I always thought of the collarbone as it's like, eh, it's kind of like a throwaway thing. You know, you hear about someone, a, a collarbone, it's like no big deal. It maintains the structural integrity of your frame. And when that thing is cracked and there's nothing you can do about it really other than restrict movement. So this thing, if you move wrong, you can feel it kind of crickle and crackle. I mean, it's just, and it hurts. Yesterday I was just taking off a shirt and I moved wrong and I just about fainted and sweat was pouring off my face. I turned gray and my wife got terrified. She's like, what is going on? And at that point, I didn't know for sure that it was broken. So I went and got an x-ray. So it was like, I was on the trail. I fell down uh, off my bike and, um, you know, just landed on a pile of rocks. That was basically what happened. So anyway, another tangent, but um, important lesson about how important all the pieces are. So if we create a metaphor here with investing, the more framework you have and understand the structural integrity, um, you know, you can build an amazing, amazing building uh, with uh, leverage and with relationship and connection with all of these different things. And that, that again, is a gift that you've developed that I'm very, very uh, in awe of. Well, thank you. Thanks a lot. And, uh, you know, you, you started the call off today with kind of a cliffhanger, like there's something I want to share that I learned that I put into effect, you know, right out of the gates. Uh, I'm curious what that is. And actually, I'm pretty sure I know what it is, but I, I'm curious to hear, you know, today how you would summarize that because we've talked about it before. Yeah, we sure have. So prior to meeting you, 
Because I'm a serial entrepreneur, I've had a lot of businesses and I know a lot of serial entrepreneurs. I am an easy, yes, I have been in the past anyway, to startups. And so uh, going back, 20 years ago or so, that's when I really started having some real money around me. I sold my first business, Digital Cafe, and then since then built and sold a couple more. I had some cash. So first of all, I'm married to a very financially conservative person who is a high fact finder, and she loves sitting on cash. Now, me, on the other hand, I would um, I don't mind taking risks, and I also have... Um, you know, a strong degree of vision, and I know how to get something from point A to point B. So when I meet what looks like a really interesting deal, and it's someone I've known for a long time, and they're like, hey, you can throw, you know, 50 or 100 grand into this deal. And uh, it's a startup business. You know, I did a whole bunch of those, uh, probably about 20 of them. And uh, when I look back, Vivian and I were talking about whatever the next thing would be. And she goes, I want you to just think for a moment about um, how many of these deals you're invested in. And before I give away the answer, I'm going to turn to you, which as soon as we started working together and I saw how you thought and how you start, you do your deals and structure them and look for all kinds of things. Not to mention that one of the big key secrets is even when someone presents you with an offer and it's like, it's all on a piece of paper and everything. You've got room and the ability to negotiate at any time for any reason. And uh, things can change. You know, you gather some information. It's like, nah, this isn't right. And what you may have been getting, let's say you get $100 worth of value for 50 bucks. There might be a way to get $500 worth of value for 25 bucks if you negotiate properly, not to mention some of the additional kickers that, you have in your toolbox. And so I hadn't thought through as many of those before as you have. And because I, I've done the kinds of work and deals I've done, I just didn't think that way. So that was a new exposure. And a lot of that um, is documented in the book now. But for me specifically, one thing that I didn't think of, but I do now is I had invested and put cash into a whole bunch of startups to the tune of, you know, uh, you know, in the seven figures and above range. And really what most of them are, I've got one that's been out there for 15 years now. Okay. So that's basically meant I loaned someone, I gave someone an interest-free loan with zero risk for eternity. Now, the good news is the business is still going, but they haven't had an exit opportunity, a liquidation event. And when I go through my list of, of what that, you know, again, I don't know what I put into that particular business, let's say whether it was 50 or 100 grand, but even if I had it in a 6% compounded interest bearing account or something, it'd be worth a lot more than it is right now because, I, you know, who knows? And then I've had a few, one that was very high profile that went bankrupt during the pandemic and some other very high profile investments that I've made that just haven't had a liquidation event. And they, they should have years ago, but there's always something that pops up. So contrast that with your thinking, which is, um, you know, one of the 
typical investment types is take your investment, negotiate as much protection as you can to reduce the risk, negotiate better terms, and then uh, find a way to generate cash flow as quickly as possible, and then get your interest back after a couple of years or your uh, principal back and retain some equity, for example. So, you know, if I would have had the mental fortitude at the time and the know-how, what I would have said is, hey, I don't do equity investments, but I do cash flow investments. So what I'd be willing to talk to you about is an interest-based loan that's backed up with some sort of, some kind of a guarantee. And again, in your case, you might negotiate a uh, asset guarantee or even a personal guarantee, which to some people, they either wouldn't think of that or they wouldn't uh, have the courage to ask. And that's something that I've observed for you. It's just business as usual. And I've been around a lot of investors as well. And... Um, I think a, a lot of them have a very linear mindset, a linear way of thinking. And you walk in with a gigantic bag full of um, strategies that get stacked on top of each other. And that, I think, is, is my big takeaway. So the number one big takeaway to directly answer the question is equity-only investments are something I never do any longer. Um, I've got to have some additional kickers and some protection in there to make it make sense. Yeah. And I think that's great. I love that takeaway. And just for clarifying sake, because uh, you had said uh, 0% risk, and I know you didn't mean that, but basically when you when you invest in equity, that's a, a 0% interest loan that is high risk that likely won't pay off for years. And it may never pay off. Actually, the odds are really good. It will never pay off. And the irony, Mike, and by the way, you're no slouch investor. Like you, you are savvy. You have done very well in many of your investments. And obviously, there, there's a, a section that you haven't done as well in, but you've done well in other areas. So you're no slouch, you know. And so it's, it's actually neat to see some of these takeaways that you've had because most people, this is their go to. So, like, the number one go to for most people is let's go to the stock market. Uh, and invest there for the long haul. And then whenever someone wants to diversify, it's like, oh, let's invest in this company via equity. You know, we'll do a seed round or we'll do, you know, something. And again, the likelihood of it working out is not great. And there's a time and a place, in my opinion, for those investments. But I don't think that it should come before having all of your uh, expenses, your living expenses covered. I think you should first Focus on having assets that produce enough income to live the life that you desire to live. And then from there, diversify into those riskier assets. And by the way, I call the stock market a risky asset because it's unpredictable. For the long haul, it's probably fine. Most people, though, they don't do it for the long haul. They invest. And then when it tanks, they pull money out. And then when it shoots up, they put more money in because you know we're creatures of, of emotion and we just do it wrong. We don't time it right. And so that, that's why I see most people doing. And most people that are in the stock market have their money in qualified plans. So they don't have access to them nine out of 10 times. They don't have them self-directed. And like you might have cash in there, but it's not serving you in cash flow today because you can't receive it. So it's almost like it doesn't exist you can count it in your net worth, but I don't even think you should count it in your net worth because it's not moving you towards what you want today. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, you know, I look at that um, and I do dabble in the stock market just because there's certain things that I feel I've got a, an affinity to and a buzz with. And the same thing like uh, this year, I did something that I was like, man, we, we had an overseas client and he paid with Bitcoin, for example, because doing a wire transfer is complicated overseas. And the great news is, as of right now, if you've been paying attention to Bitcoin, it's just skyrocketing. It's close to its peak again. So that payment, which I just left in in the uh, in the account, it's doubled in value, just shy of doubled in value, and I'm really happy about that. Now, if I if I had any regret at all, but again, that you just you can't invest and be driven by regrets. You've got to invest driven by discipline. And sticking to your guns, but also uh, applying some some hard formulas. But some of the other things that I invested in, and not huge volume, but some was, you know, the businesses that I like and I use. So it's Apple, it's Peloton, it's Zoom. You know, I, again, if I looked at and I admitted to a regret, it's like, shoot, I wish I would have bought 500 times more Zoom stock than I did because it's worth 5x what I paid for it. But the truth of the matter is, even those are subject to, I mean, your one social media takedown, one bad news report away. And if there's one thing that we know about the world we live in now, and I hate to use the term, but we are surrounded with uh, fake news and a false reality. There is no journalistic integrity that exists any longer. So someone with an ax to grind can take down a company by lying, and there isn't any real consequence for doing that if, if it's done in a manipulative, tricky way. You know, you could cancel out a CEO for something they said or did 15 or 20 years ago. And going back to why is that relevant and germane to this conversation, it's because I think being in, in some stock market makes sense. Bitcoin is speculative as hell. I couldn't, in, with a, a straight face, say, hey, I think it's a great idea. It's not. No one still really understands it. Um, not really. Um, so what actually has long-term value? Well, people always need a place to live, and they need to eat, and they will always spend money on entertainment. And uh, so the real question is, can you get creative there. And they'll also always invest in a way of making money if you can find a way of uh, supporting a make money venture or effort as well. Yeah. And and by the way, for the record, you know, I, I invest in the stock market periodically. I've got some long-term positions. Uh, and, and during this pandemic, I have most certainly gone in and out just based on, on timing that makes sense to me. But yeah. the, the big thing for me is to have all of your exposure in one area, to have all of your net worth in the stock market is pretty extreme. And so I have a small percentage allocated to it, just like I have a small percentage allocated to a number of different things. And I think that that's kind of a good way to look at it. And I want the majority of my wealth exposed in an area that I personally have more control, that I understand that I have expertise, but that I have control, true control. And I think, you know, when money's tied up in a qualified plan, you do not have control. You do not. Yep. Yeah. You got to have access. And that's, again, is uh, in my wife's case, 
Vivian is very much about rainy day, you know, uh, and, and having access to that cash. And some of that is deeply embedded in her DNA. She's the daughter of uh, Holocaust surviving Jews. Her parents were Holocaust survivors and they came here with nothing after losing nothing, having everything taken from them. And her father came from a wealthy family in Yugoslavia and everyone was, you know, taken off to the ovens and in, in the trains. And then they managed to escape and get here with nothing and and never he never got his legs under him again so for her that deep embedded programming is don't trust um systems you can't control and keep dry powder around i guess is the term that's uh, used these days is uh be prepared and i'm incredibly grateful for that because Based on my personality type, I would have taken a whole bunch of stupid risks like I have, but a lot more of them in um, equity investments that probably never would have turned around, not because they weren't good ideas and they weren't good people. It's just because it's the nature of the deal. And going back to what you look at is where is there a cash flow opportunity? Where can I gain leverage? Where can I provide value? Um, and that, that goes to the other side, you know, you don't just put money in, you provide value in terms of finding additional ways to maybe prep that business for an exit or, um, helping them, whether it's from a marketing management or whatever perspective, because you've been there and done that as well. And being once removed is a hard skill set to have, given the fact that most of us, are raised where we get paid a wage to perform a doing task. And then if we're lucky and maybe let's say go into college or got the proper mentorship, get paid to do a knowing task. But very few of us ever evolve into beings where we get paid for who we are, not what we do or what we know, and are able to find true leverage as well. And have the discipline to be prepared and protected in good times and in bad and by not being over leveraged, for example, and or whatever it is, because it's easy to get greedy. And I think um, if there's one thing that um, I'm a little bit older than you now that I've learned over the past few years is I'm just not uh, greedy. I don't need to make a whole bunch all at once. I'd rather have a little bit consistently and have the knowledge control than to uh, take big, crazy risks. And it's not that I'm risk averse, it's I'm crazy averse. And and I'm just not greedy like I, I uh, would have been. I mean, I, I know I'd lose control if, if the right kind of thing got presented and the right um, emotional triggers got activated. And now I'd rather just be like, mm, I'm happy waiting this one out, watching it or taking taking time and being a little more diversified. Yeah, my, my wife calls it. Uh, so everyone's heard of FOMO, fear of missing out. Uh, my wife has JOMO, the joy of missing out. And I think it's a real good balance, right? That is ballsy and smart. It's beautiful. So very interesting, very interesting. And by the way, I'm just taking just as a, a matter of course, I am. I, I wanted to glance over at my stock portfolio here. And it's 
you know, despite all the crazy, it's doing just fine. There's no nothing bad here. But I'm always nervous because the truth of the matter is I don't really know anything about any of these companies. You don't know, you know, like what's value. There's just too many variables, far too many variables. But uh, anyway, keep on going. I, I'm super curious what what else is buzzing around in your head right now. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, a couple of thoughts. Number one is a lot of people don't understand with the stock market that if you have a dip and then it kind of rebalances back out, they feel like, oh, I'm back to even, but you're not. You know, if the stock market dips 20% and then comes back 20%, that means you lost money. And, and most people don't get that. that. That's a really important concept uh, when it comes to investing. And then, you, you know, you talked about how Vivian is a big fan of dry powder. And I think that it's really good to have cash that you have easy access to that in the event that you need it. I like having, you know, six months saved up, start with three months, get to six months, get to a year, but it doesn't have to sit in cash. It could sit in cash alternatives. It can sit in high interest type of accounts with plenty of liquidity. And so, you know, those are unique options as well, because as more money gets printed, which is happening right now, you know, the, the supply of money expands. Well, not only are you you know, devaluing and debasing the dollar. But if you have that money invested in assets, the supply on the assets expands. And so it's a great hedge. Uh, and that's something always to consider. Now, with that thought in mind, I'm curious, you know, when you think about lifestyle investing, what does that mean to you, Mike? What does being a lifestyle investor actually mean uh, when you kind of get your head around it? So I'll I'll paint a little picture of something that I'm fascinated with, and and uh, I in, in fact I'll even say I fantasize about right now. Both both Vivian and I is, um, you know, when the pandemic happened as an example, and I was thinking about this long before, but I've always loved the idea of only working if and when I want to, right? I think everyone dreams of that. So uh, Dan Sullivan talks about the four freedoms, which are freedom of time, money relationship and purpose. And when I sold my last business, I took time off and I really savored it because I worked my butt off for 30 years and did hard time. You know, it was like really, really worked it. And then along the way I had cancer, which took a notch out of my belt too. And you know, what I'd say is some near misses with my marriage where I wasn't present. We'd be on vacation, but I wasn't on vacation. I was, you know, on my phone and, you know, it felt like at any given time, the whole kingdom was going to fall apart and the emperor had new, no clothes. And so to me, what lifestyle investing would mean is having some relatively hands-free investments that are producing income with little or no engagement or interaction. So that would be uh, level one. Level two, as you would describe as well, which is having all of your expenses covered. Now, some of that, it comes down to what's your lifestyle look like, you know? So I know... For me personally, because I don't have, uh, I mean, you've, you've been at my my home and our beach place before our condo. Like, I don't live in a crazy, expensive environment. We could have upgraded multiple times, but we chose not to because I love the idea. I love the idea 
of just not having the have to in there. And I also know what it's like to to be a business owner and literally potentially lose all of my income. But having said that, like, I don't think I could burn 50 grand a month if I tried, you know? So to me, a $25,000 a month lifestyle is way more than enough. You know, it's like, so if you were going to take that and multiply it by 12 and then figure taxes and everything else in there, you know, let's call it a a $400,000 a year income would be, again, more than enough and easily do it in, in, a, in a quarter. So, and I can remember years ago when I used to dream of making five grand a month and how, you know, I'd have plenty left over, but it's all, again, it's all a matter of what, what your perspective is. So um, one of the things that I imagine doing that, that we sort of fantasize about is getting like a class C camper now that our son's 18, you know, just going on the road for three to six months, doing shows, you know, can conduct business as usual. Now with Elon Musk Starlink just about ready to deploy, you could technically live almost anywhere and solar technology is good enough. You can boondock it and still conduct regular business. And that to me is uh, the idea of a great lifestyle or, you know, moving to a different country every half year or so, but not having to be back in any one place. So it is, it really is. It's freedom of time, picking when and where, um, freedom of relationship, because building deep, meaningful relationships is very important to us. And then obviously it's, it's money, not having to think about or worry about the money, and more importantly, not tapping your principal. You want to be throwing off cash flow um, that you can live on and not worry about it or not care about it or not think about it. To you, it's sort of like, if I feel like X tonight, I'm going to. If some new doodad captures my attention and I want it, I can stroke a check and it doesn't matter. And then um, purpose as well, which is um, work is one thing, but maybe you want to pursue something you're deeply passionate about that has nothing to do with any of this. And it could be as simple as, I just feel like reading the entire Dune series or diving into Shakespeare and reading every piece of Shakespeare for whatever, whatever it is. It's like it doesn't have to have value and importance outside of your head. Um, so those are the things. And, and while maintaining a, a great health and deep, meaningful relationship with my spouse, those are the, the key things that pop into my head. So it, it's not a simple formula, but I think everyone can relate to it on some level. But I love the idea of sitting on a, on a lake and fishing every day. I'm a big, I just love to look at fish, be around water, and uh, it's important to me. And and at the same time, you, you want to have a business and something you're passionate about to provide value for other people as well. And maybe write books or, you know, in the case of both of us having podcasts, it's, del- it's delightful. Yeah. You know, th- that's such a cool answer, Mike. I love hearing that. I love hearing what you're passionate about. I love hearing, you know, w- when you dial things back and you just get to like, what's the most important thing? It's, it's relationship with your spouse, your children, it's having purpose and meaning in your life and contributing in a way where A, you feel filled up, but B, you can fill other people up. Uh, I just think that that's so amazing. 
I know that you've had a tremendous amount of success in your personal and professional life. I mean, you've overcome cancer. You have, you know, been resilient through many different businesses. You've had several exits. I believe you had four different uh, business exits. And you have advised countless other entrepreneurs and companies. And so you've just had a great track record and a, a great, you know, let, let's call it professional life, you know, to, to put it plainly. I'm curious what you're working on right now that's most exciting to you. So one of them is this uh, movement towards a new level of freedom. Uh, for example, Vivian and I, we were in Bend, Oregon, and then Portland, and then in um, Tucson, Arizona last week. So we went on a little trip. We picked up our son who had been away and living in the in the woods for 80 days. I don't know if you and I have had a chance to talk about that. He did something called Knowles.edu. Came back a different human being. It's awesome. Highly recommend that. It's a rite of passage. So um, I'm really invested in you know, the family unit and the intimacy I have with my wife, we've got a better relationship now than we have in, you know, in, in our 20 years together, which is, uh, I'm proud of that. That's, uh, and my son as well, he knows who I am. I know who he is. We've got a great relationship and um, he's ready for his next journey in life post high school. From a business perspective, you know, I've got two podcasts. I, love doing what we did together, which is working with collaborative, imaginative, coachable clients who are interested in building their platforms. And something that you and I haven't had a chance to talk about yet, but I'm toying with right now is um, something called cold email and cold uh, connection technologies, which basically means like, for example, for you, if you and I sat down we can search through a database with 220 million contacts in it and identify certain types and then get their data. And then we have to find creative ways. How do we connect with them and introduce ourselves in a way that's non-offensive and interesting? And so I've got a few ideas on that specifically for you, with you, uh, especially when your book is released. But then there's any number of techniques and strategies to um, make that happen. And so I love coming up with creative technology marketing ways to create a connection and get someone to raise their hand and say, I've been looking for someone just like you. How do we start working together? I love that line. And then the other thing that I'm fascinated by right now, and again, I don't know how much of this you and I have talked about, but um, not long ago, I went up and and I've been doing stem cell treatments, but also peptide treatments, which um, um, there is a variety of peptides that are really, really good for the body and help with healing, et cetera. But there's also something called NAD, which uh, you got to look at it, look it up. It's NAD intravenous um, intravenous. And I can't remember exactly uh, what it stands for. It's a, um, it's, it's hard to describe, but they, they combine this. It's multivitamins, glutathione, and or something called alpha lipoic acid, but it activates your mitochondria. And 
like the next day, your brain is so clear. You're so detoxed. Every part of your body, your skin, your brain, your even your eyesight and your hearing, you actually notice an improvement in all your senses. So um, I've been making time to do that weekly. And so what I found is you can definitely increase and improve your productivity and your mindset by giving yourself that extra gap. So my goal is to be twice as productive and work four days a week and have three day weekends. And then ideally take, um, you know, I think in a perfect world, um, it'd be nice to take a week off a month. I don't know how long you can be away comfortably without things kind of uh, drifting apart. Again, it depends on your business, right? But the nature of mine is it's relationship oriented. I've got to be really working closely like with people like you. So staying in contact is important. And uh, I don't really need or want to be away like two or three months at a time necessarily. You know, I want to be present and, and I want that that collaborative ecosystem that's a byproduct of the kind of work we do. Well, you have most certainly built an amazing life. And I love how the first thing you said when I asked you this question was uh, you cared about your quality of relationship with your wife and with your son and, and getting that quality time and that that was first and foremost. And I think you know, money just pales in comparison to having great relationships. And and people learn that over time. That's why people on their dying bed never say anything about how much more money they wish that they had. They just wish that they had uh, done better with relationships or they just share. The, the thing that matters is not the stuff and the accumulation. It's It's the relationships with people that they love and respect and care about most. It truly is. It truly is. And that's... um. Like there's a couple people, this is one little add on, but um, so yesterday, originally I was supposed to go spend the day with Darren Hardy, you know, who he is, uh, the compound effect and former publisher from Success Magazine. He's a buddy of mine. He lives nearby. And unfortunately I had my accident, so we weren't able to get away. But um, after my x-ray and getting back in in the swing of things, I ended up going over and and taking a walk with another friend of mine who's a genius, one of the most well-connected people I know. And he's really low-key. He's not on social. He's one of those people who's the producer behind the producer or the producer behind the producer behind the producer. And he's uh, mentored an enormous number of very, very famous people. But uh, we got together yesterday. You know, he, he paid me the the best compliment ever. He said, since the pandemic began in March, I haven't been around or with anyone. You're the first person I said yes to. And I thought, well, you know, there's something to be said about having deep, meaningful relationships. You said it right. I've been on the edge of death a couple of times you know, even falling off my bike the other day and cracking my uh, collarbone, like for a moment, I was like, okay, am I all here? Am I conscious? You know, I know what it's like to have a concussion or be knocked silly. I was wearing a helmet, but that pain, I was like, shit, I know for, for sure I broke something. And um, I got up and I was like, you know what? Just the wrong twist, the wrong turn. I could have been paralyzed, could have died, or could have been really badly injured. And I'll tell you, this is a big reminder 
to just take that time because, you know, you do never know. And I know a lot of rich people who've died and they were almost ready to take that time out, almost ready to fill in the blanks here because they were almost there. And um, the beauty of lifestyle investing and the whole concept behind what you are about and what you stand for is making and creating an ecosystem and an environment personally and professionally that protect you, that allow you to live more. And that really, if there is a theme that uh, the next time you and I do a creative deep dive and come up with some of the messaging for uh, the book promo and some of the other things that are coming up, I really uh, think that that's something that we want to talk about is what lifestyle investing is about living more. It's about living better. And um, that's what's attractive to me. And um, I've also learned in this process of, of learning with you and alongside you is how I spent my professional career not thinking like you do. And I have a deep appreciation for that. So adopting a lifestyle investor mindset is the gateway to that quality of life that that I think all of us want, but it's uh, giving yourself permission to know that you can actually have it now, as long as you're willing to put in the work. Yeah, that's so powerful. Yeah, that is, oh, I, I, I love the way that you break it down and simplify it. That's, that's so good. Hey, Mike, if people want to connect with you online, where should they go? All right. Well, the shortcut to my website is paidforlife.com. Um, it's also my name, MikeKoenigs.com. And then, of course, I've got two podcasts. So generally speaking, the best way to ever get podcast listeners is for me to recommend that my audience goes to you and vice versa. So uh, one of them is Capability Amplifier with Dan Sullivan, the great Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coach. The second is called The Big Leap with Gay Hendricks, who is the author of The Big Leap and 37 other books. Really remarkable guy. Both of them are like best friend, brother, father, grandfather, mentors all rolled in one. Uh, They're both 76 years old. Go figure. And just genius, brilliant uh, men who think powerfully. And uh, I, I admire them. And it's just an, always an honor to be able to collaborate with them as well. Oh, that's so great. Yes, two brilliant people. And, and it's so important that we get people that are, are more wise, have more life years than we do that we can learn from and glean from. And I I know you're great at that. And that's something I've been very disciplined about over the years as well. Yeah. Mike, I just have loved spending time with you here today, as I always do. Whenever we get together, uh, I just thoroughly enjoy it. And uh, hey, is there anything else you want to share before we wrap things up here today? Well, um, you know, there's a couple of goodies and gifts. You know, if you hit my website, I've got a giveaway on there. One of them is how to make your Zoom meetings awesome. But I've also got some new content that you'll get access to on selling. Because I think uh, one of the smartest things you can do is, uh, no matter what business or industry you're in, is learn how to enroll more effectively and charge more money. I know that's one of the things that we worked on together, which is creating a $250,000 offer, creating a $50,000 offer. And when you master your own self-worth and learn how to ask for more and receive more, 
That means you can work less and it means you've got more available to invest. So one of the best ways to get your kickstart, because if you're if you're like, well, I don't have enough money to invest is one of your fears. It's sort of like, well, that is a skill you can learn. And I just did a series of trainings for how to increase and improve your sales that are on my social channels. And that would be one big piece of advice. And it is a game changer and a life changer. And you can learn the principles in a matter of 50 minutes. That would be my other piece of advice. How's that? So cool. Thank you for sharing, Mike. And thanks so much for your time. And uh, especially on a day where I know you are in pain. So thank you for spending it here with us and with me. And you're a pain reliever, (laughs) not a pain giver. So thank you. I love it. Well, I just want to encourage our listeners to take some sort of action. Focus on taking one step you know, more towards your financial freedom. Get out of your comfort zone and move towards a life that's going to bring passion and joy and really make you a better version of who you desire to become. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Lifestyle Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. You can also leave an honest rating and review over on iTunes. Not only do I read every single one, but it also helps me understand what content matters the most to our audience. And if you can think of one or two people who could benefit from this episode, would you share it with them right now? Who knows? Maybe they'll buy you something nice when they make their first million. If you would like access to today's show notes, including links to all the resources mentioned, visit www.justindonald.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you next week for another episode of The Lifestyle Investor.